Hello everyone, this is the Incremental Gains Podcast. We're carrying on this week with another excerpt from the Incremental Gains audiobook. Chapter 2, Mindset. So we've, we've spoke about the beginning of my journey in the last chapter and I started going down the, the route of self-help and personal development. So I left the MOD police. I had all these worries and concerns and the issues that I was dealing with. And I imagine that a lot of people listening to this will be able to relate to some of the stuff and some of the thoughts and emotions that I was feeling. I think we can all relate to some or parts of this as the things that we've been dealing with or trying to solve since we evolved. We created fire that allowed the human brain to grow at an exponential rate because we didn't have to spend all day consumed by food, digesting food. We look back as far as Socrates, Plato, Epictetus, Seneca and Aristotle, all the way to modern day philosophers. We've all been dealing with anxiety and stress and we're looking to get to the root cause of it. I'm going to be discussing Stoicism later. First, let me get you up to speed. One of the reasons for my anxiety was the fact that I was under pressure to find a job. What does a job do? It pays for your lifestyle. The one thing that would give me options and flexibility in terms of employment in the interim from leaving the MOD police and moving back up north was I decided to to get my HDV license. This worked and helped me in a couple of ways. One, I could control the controllables. I got my CV updated. I looked on the job market. There was plenty of driving jobs out there. So I booked onto an intense five-day HGV course. I did my license down in Guildford. So I felt like I was starting to take control of the situation I was in without reacting, but being proactive. When we start looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I was simply looking at ways to keep a roof over my head and put food on the table. And it also gave me a great platform to start to change my mindset, although I didn't realise this at the time. A few months of driving HGVs up and around the northwest, I started to get quite down again and quite depressed. There it is, that word again, that dark cloud that kept following me around and I couldn't quite shake it off. We were surviving financially, so that wasn't an issue. My relationship wasn't in danger. So why was I so unhappy? We probably spend more time at work than we do with our family. So when you are unhappy in your work, it's a big percentage of your life that you're unhappy. And you think you can just change that just because on a weekend that you're not at work. It doesn't work like that. Your behaviour reflects your thought patterns. And if you're constantly in a negative bubble all day, that's going to spill over into your family. You're going to take it out on your loved ones. For me, it took a shift in mindset. It took a shift in perspective. I had to start to look at things differently. I started to adopt a growth mindset. An author, Carol Dweck, for anyone who's interested, has an unbelievable book on this subject. And it really solidified what I already started to learn and start to implement. But Carol Dweck's book is called Mindset. The way I started to implement this strategy was thinking about what did my job allow me to do? So it allowed me to pay bills. It allowed me to put food on the table. I was lucky to have a job. Many people would give anything to be earning and bringing a wage in. 
I got to go on holiday every year. So definitely a luxury. We both had nice cars. So my basic needs were met and we, it allowed for some luxury items as well. But what I didn't feel like I was getting was self-fulfillment and contribution. I wasn't contributing anything. These form an integral part of our basic psychological human needs. And there are six of them. Certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, contribution and growth. Arguably, the most important for mental well-being long-term are the last two, contribution and growth. So this is how I started to adopt a growth mindset. Growth and performance mindset. A growth mindset is the opposite of a fixed mindset, where all you see is the situation you're in and there's no way out. There's no change. This is where you accept that this is it, and your opinions and your actions cannot be changed. They are fixed. You're employing a fixed mindset. I'll just say as a little side note, once you get your head around this strategy, it's a game changer. It's probably the single most important factor in helping me go on to create the Incremental Gains Community Interest Company, Roger Gracie, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy Lee, and also me being able to get a handle on my own mental well-being. So what options did I have driving an HGV around when it came to growth? I realised that the reason why I got the job as a HGV driver in the first place was to be able to get my foot back in the door living in the northwest. It was an easy fix. I got my licence, applied for a job, got a job driving HGVs. I was back home. I was settled. The mortgage was getting paid. But I was never going to be in that industry for life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of people who see massive contribution having a career as a HTV driver. Like I said before, I wasn't happy in that job. And if you're not happy in your job, you spend a huge chunk of your life at work. So my growth within the industry wasn't an option then. However, a great advantage of HGV driving is that you're essentially your own boss, sat in your own office, i.e. the cab, all day until your drops are done. So what does that mean? What am I going on about? Well, it means a change of perspective, a change of mindset, looking at it from a different perspective. Instead of being frustrated that I was at work and miserable all day, that I was just driving from one point to another, delivering, dropping off goods, I had an awful lot of time to myself, driving around all day. So instead of listening to the radio, I started to adopt this growth mindset and thought, well, I've got X amount of hours a day where I could be listening, I could be learning. I could be listening to podcasts, audiobooks. I could start to consume motivational, inspirational content for at least 10 hours a day. Now, podcasts get their own chapter a bit later on. But for those of you who are listening to this and you're not onto podcasts, you're missing out on a massively, mostly free resource that could change your life potentially if you start looking at influences and the content that we consume on a daily basis. But start to think of the information you consume. So think about ways in your job or in your life when you can start to adopt a growth mindset, a change in perspective. If that means getting up earlier or staying up later to learn a new skill, then do it. It's going to take work. It takes more than work. Actually, there's a great word as Jeff Thompson uses called rigor. 
And when you look at the definition of rigor, rigor is thorough. It is harsh and demanding, but also very rewarding. I think the word rigor has such a better meaning than just work. So I started to consume all this content, business, life, fitness, and goal setting. And what I found was, although this was well, all well and good, when I was on my own all day, I was motivated. But then as soon as I got back to the yard and I got talking to the blokes who worked there, I allowed their negativity to affect mine, their frustrations to affect me. One thing that I have read recently from, from the ancient Stoics, and more specifically from Marcus Aurelius. So Marcus Aurelius was one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful man in the world around 2,000 years ago. He was the leader of the Roman army and the emperor of Rome. Marcus Aurelius says in Meditations, you wouldn't give a man your body to abuse, beat and torment. So why would you let someone else inside your mind inside your most sacred fortress. That's what he refers to the mind as, the most sacred fortress. And it's true what he's saying. We very often let people into our minds. We let people take up real estate in our minds and we think about them. We think about what they said to us, what they did to us. We give them real estate in our mind. But if we turn that on its head and flip it, we wouldn't let them beat up our bodies. We won't let them start punching us and kicking us and beat up our bodies, but we let them take over our minds. That was interesting for me. So how often do we allow other people's thoughts and words to affect our attitude and therefore our own thoughts and ultimately our behaviour? So have a think, watch out for all the mood hoovers out there. That's what we call them. If you're in a good mood, their negativity hoovers up your mood. You know the ones, the ones who haven't even done their first job yet. They've only just turned up and they've already offloaded a load of monkeys onto you. Some monkeys are the negative comments that once offloaded, you take them on board. They become your monkeys and you carry them with you all day. Don't take other people's monkeys. And by the way, if you can't work out who the mood hoover is in the workplace, maybe you need to let take a look at yourself. Maybe you're the one who walks in and is immediately negative and you're offloading your monkeys onto other people. So back to our psychological needs. I needed growth and I needed contribution, which I was getting from the information I was consuming on a regular basis. I was growing. On a side note, have a think about this. We, we talk about health and the obesity epidemic and diets and what food to eat. We talk about macro, micronutrient content and calorie counting. We talk about all this stuff right now. But how often do you hear people talk about the diet or the palate of the mind? What information are you consuming weekly? What information you consume will directly affect your self-talk, your perceptions and your actions. Question what diet you have for your mind. And this includes mood hoovers. Avoid them at all costs, seriously. 
I'm a big believer in embracing opportunities when and if they arrive. And what's amazing about this growth mindset strategy is that when you start to adopt it, you start to see everything as an opportunity. One of the tricks that I've I've found works, and I don't know how I can explain it, but if I come across the same author or the same idea or concept more than two times, I see it as a sign, almost that the universe is, is telling me and pointing me into that direction. I know it sounds a little bit woo-woo, and obviously it's not a perfect science, but I think if if you're open enough to opportunities and take action, then th- good things seem to happen. I'm not talking about the secret and the the law of attraction. I mean, it has its place certainly, but there's a lot of other factors that that go into go into success or whatever your perception of success is. But if you're open to opportunities and you take action along with rigor, doing the work and embracing the growth, then good things can start to happen. So as I was working on my mindset, on controlling what I could control and understanding that all we really have control over is our thoughts and our actions, I was approached by an organization who supported veterans in the Northwest to write a series of blog posts about my experiences when leaving the MOD police. Now, I personally believe that luck is just opportunity and preparedness, like we've already discussed. If you have an opportunity and you're prepared and you take action, that is luck for me. Now, I was prepared mentally because I've been doing all this work on myself. I had been doing the rigor, personal development, and now I had the opportunity. If I had fallen back into old patterns of thinking, maybe if I was thinking from a point of view of a fixed mindset... My attitude may have been, that's a waste of time. I've not got the time or the inclination once I've finished my shift because I'm knackered. What's the point in doing it because nothing will come of it? Or if I listen to the mood hoovers in the workplace, I might have agreed with them that, who am I to write blogs? I'm just a lad from St. Allen's that moved away, now he moved back. I don't have anything to say. So ask yourself, what opportunities are you missing out on that may be right there before your eyes? Start a blog. Start a YouTube channel. Start documenting your life on Instagram. Mindset alters everything. A shift in perspective alters everything. You can physically change your reality. You can change your reality depending on the way you look at things. Now that's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing because all you really have is the, there is no reality, there's the perception of reality, your perception of reality through all your filters, through where you grew up. We've already discussed this briefly, but you create your own reality. Your attitude, your beliefs and your values create your reality. And we can change it. Mindset, a changing mindset and a changing perspective and perception. So I embraced this opportunity and I've written a total of three blog posts around my experiences in leaving the MOD police and moving back home. After a while, nothing really came of it, and they stayed on the former Forces Support website. And then one day, a friend approached me with a proposal and a potential job offer. A local charity organisation had received funding from the local council to provide a programme for veterans in the Greater Manchester area. Veterans who were struggling with the transition into civilian life. 
Now it turns out the head of the charity had been past my blog posts and asked to interview me for the position. So you may have listened to that last sentence and thought, is that it? So you've written three blog posts and you got a job off the back of it. Well, nice one. That's not going to help anyone, is it? What's the point? Well, the point is contribution. Like I said before, the the last two proponents of our human psychological needs, growth and contribution. So contribution is giving back. I could have sacked off the blog post quite easily because I was giving up my time to write them. It took motivation to write them after a long day at work. But what it did, it allowed me a small platform to hopefully help some other people, help others with no agenda, help others in similar positions, not through knowledge or me telling people what to do, but through using my own experience and the wisdom that I gained from it, from living it. We all think of money as a transaction and it's the easiest example to use. A product or a service provided and money is exchanged in return. What about time? What about energy? We live in a reciprocal universe. Energy doesn't die. It just moves and gets replaced. I think it's like one of Newton's laws of physics. Where are you directing your energy? The way I look at it is I put some positive energy out into the world. And the universe paid me back. But again, I was prepared and I was open enough to take the opportunity when it came. And I also had the guts to take action and capitalise on that opportunity. As of writing this, I've now worked for the same charity for four years. And I've embraced that with the same growth mindset that I've now adopted. Again, learning new skills and to use a martial arts analogy, being a white belt again. I now had growth and contribution in my new role. This helped enormously in a work-life balance. And this is where I believe a, a paradigm shift really happened in my mindset and outlook. But again, it, I had to do the rigour. It, it culminated in hours upon hours of consuming positive content, reading, thinking. This word rigour is a powerful word. I've used it before. I first heard Jeff Thompson use the term and it, it really signifies the kind of work that needs to be done. Harsh, demanding and thorough. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm still a work in progress and it should be a work in progress. If you think you've completed it, mate, and you've done it all, then sadly you fell back into that fixed mindset. And it's a dangerous place to be. So I embraced my new role with the charity sector. But again, your self-talk starts to, starts to creep in a little bit. Who was I to take on this job? I don't know anything about coaching or mentoring. I was soon in danger of being found out. An instant case of imposter syndrome was starting to cloud my thoughts. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.